Okay, so it's our privilege, Schut, for my Chavrusa uh, and I, Rabbi Pollock, for many of you uh, who've been here at previous Siyams. Uh, generally, now that we're learning shorter Mesechtas, the Siyams uh, come a little bit more frequently. Uh, we did it one a couple of months ago together here. And uh, can everybody hear me? Yeah. Okay, and, uh, and uh, today, Zorcha uh, to make a seal, a completion on uh, Masech the Beitza. Masech the Beitza right, is the uh, Beitza of course means an egg um, it's not really a machokis about, uh, about eggs uh, too much it's a Masech about the, the uh, halachos of Yom Tov right. we have Masech the Shabbos which deals with all of Hocha Shabbos and um, and then we have what the Rishonim call Masechta Yom Tov. Actually, this Masechta in the Rishonim is called Masechta Yom Tov. We call it Masechta Beitza because the first word of the Masechta is, right, is the word Beitza. And it has to do with an egg that was laid on Yom Tov. And so therefore that's the first of the halachos of Yom Tov which is mentioned. Whether it is permissible or not permissible to eat that egg on Yom Tov which was laid on Yom Tov by the hand. And then we go into many, many topics which all are focused on Hilchaz Yom Tov. At the end of the Masechta, we have a Mishnah which speaks about different animals. And we have the Halacha differentiates between domesticated animals which are can be eat, which can be shechted, and we know that shechita is permitted. You can slaughter an animal on Yom Tov because malachos that have to do with ochel nefesh, malachos that have to do with the preparation of food, the Torah explicitly says, are permitted to be done on Yom Tov, and that includes <coughs> shechita. That includes slaughtering. Today. Um, we don't have the custom to do slaughtering on, 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 on Yom Tov for various reasons, but certainly from the din of the Mishnah, the din of the Gemara, Allah right, is that one can do shechita. But we differentiate between dif- domesticated animals and not domesticated animals. Right? Domesticated animals are considered to be available for your use, not mukta, and therefore can be, can be slaughtered and eaten. Undomesticated animals, animals that you let out into the wild and uh, do not come back to their home base on a regular basis. They're out there in the, in the, in the fields, in the woods, in the deserts, wherever they are. So those are considered to be muksa. And if they're muksa, so then right, you can't use them on Yom Tov. And for Yom Tov, you can only use things which are readily available or designated for use. Uh, yeah, there's a machlokas about that as well but we're not going to go into all the details of the machlokas but the Gemara right, right, says that the Mishnah is based on the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda who holds that that uh, that excuse me, the, the Mishnah is based on that he holds that there's a din of Muksa right, and not on the based according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi, there's a big, big machlokas, both in the Sechta Beitza and the Sechta Shabbos, many different places right, where 
Rabbi Yehuda holds that that there is a din of muksa that things must be designated for your use before Shabbos or Yom Tov. And Rabbi Shimon is much more lenient and says that no, that most things, uh, even if they're not <coughs> explicitly designated, uh, can be can be used. So the Gemara says that Rebbe here, in the, right, ha, it seems to hold, Rebbe Yudanasi, Rebbe seems to hold, of the din of Muksa, because he dealt with the halacha of Muksa. Right? And then the Gemara says, Umi Isla the Rebbe Muksa, does Rebbe really hold the Muksa? Right? He asked him a question about certain types of dates which are not uh, ripened in the normal way and you're ripening them uh, off the tree and he asked him a question what does Rabbi Shimon the one Rabbi Shimon who generally holds of that doesn't hold of Muksa what would he hold here and he says according to Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi Shimon holds that only very specific cases of things that you actually decided not to use you pushed them off you were dull for them you said I'm not going to use this what's the example the example is if somebody takes up figs or, raisins or, de- or grapes to the roof to dry so then he has definitely indicated that he's not going to be using them because uh, in the in-between stage between you can eat a, gra- you can eat a grape uh, and you can eat a raisin but when they're drying they're not fit to be eaten so in that in-between state, that's Rav Shimon agrees with you, Muksa, but otherwise he holds it's, it's not Muksa. Anyway, so it's a contradiction in, in Rebbe, because here he seems to be holding like Rav Shimon, and before we said he holds like Rav Yehuda, so the Gemara gives three answers. Iboyis Eimor Hani Nami Kegrevis Ritzimukin. If you answer that undomesticated animals are like Grevis and Simukim, so even though Rebbe holds like Rav Shimon, but he holds that undomesticated animals are like the figs and the dates uh, and the grapes which are being dried, and so therefore even Reb Shimon would be muksa. Iboi said another answer is Reb Shimon Even though he did answer a a query that was placed him according to the opinion of Reb Shimon, that doesn't necessarily mean that he holds like Reb Shimon, but he really holds that there is a din of muksa like Reb Yehuda. Iboi or another answer is Ledivreim Durabanan Kamalavu. Uh, it really he holds like Rav Shimon as we said but uh, why is he speaking uh, in terms of uh, domesticated animals or underestimated animals because he's saying so he's speaking according to the words of the Rabbana according to me so I hold there's no problem with undomesticated animals but according to you who hold there is a problem of undomesticated animals. At least admit to me that the kind of animals that I'm describing that that go out in the in the spring and come back in the in the in the fall, at least admit to me that those are domesticated. Why do you why do you insist on calling them undomesticated? answered low these are midbarias, and these are still undomesticated, and that's the machotis about whether we should consider them domesticated or not domesticated, but he's, but Rav Shimon is only arguing, like, l'divreim d'rabona. Hagin aloch, v'ashirin, peres, v'sliko, m'septo, 
Okay, I'd like to say a few words, everybody. Uh, 
before you Mazel Tov Just a few words about the seum in making a seum during the nine days, right? making a seum during the time of the year when we mourn the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. And I'd like to point out that it's not a coincidental thing, right? Making a seum during the nine days. There's a strong connection between the nine days and being an appropriate time to make a siyum. We know that in many communities, many Hasidic communities especially, make a strong push to make siyums during the nine days because it's considered to be a particularly uh, appropriate thing. Well, I'd just like to say, mention an idea from the Maharal, the Maharal in Sefer Tiferes Yisrael. He talks about the fact that the Beis Hamikdash is destroyed, that we have lost so much, we don't have any korbanos, we don't have a Beis Hamikdash. We have, we've lost control of our land. So he brings a medrash. The medrash is darshaning on a pasuk and Mishle. The pasuk says, "Be melachim yimlochu." Sukim and Per Ches of Mishlei are speaking about the Torah is speaking. Is the Torah is as if we're putting words into the mouth of the Torah itself, and the Torah is speaking about itself and says it's, it's through me, be through the Torah itself, Melachim Yimlochu, that kings rule. And the Medrash goes on to say, right, obviously the one who makes the kings, who makes the rulers, who Right, crowns others, he's above them. Right? Right, the Torah is what makes other people, makes other things, which makes other aspects of, of our religion, of our Avodah Hashem, it makes them into what they are. We have, says the Medrash, we have two crowns other than the crown of Torah. There's a crown of Torah, Keser Torah, and we know that there's also Keser Malucha, the, the crown of, of being the king, Right, which was given to, to the uh, family of, king, of David HaMelech and we have Keser Kuhuna right, the crown of Kuhuna so says the Medrash Keser Kuhuna ve Keser Malchus Einam Boim Elo Mikocha Shel Torah they only come because of the power of the Torah Shenema as the Pasuk says that we just read Bi Malachim Yimlochu Bi Sarim Yashor right so that, that it's through the through the Torah that we have kings, that we have a malchus, that we have a keser. Have Omer, which means to tell me, the komisha zochel the Torah. If somebody is zochel to Torah, it's, it has all three crowns because the Torah is the source of the other crowns as well. But if you don't have Torah. So then, it's the Torah says it's as if not, you have nothing. You don't have the uh, you can't have the other two crowns as well. If you have the crown of Torah, you could have the other two crowns. But if you don't have the Torah crown of Torah, you can't have any crowns at all. What is this teaching us? I think it's teaching us 
following the Maral's explanation, putting in my own words, the Torah is the root of all spiritual things. When we had Kahuna and Malchus, it was all from the Koach of Torah. The Torah, which is the root of all existence and all spirituality, is like a tree, a tree which bears fruit. The sweet fruit are the gifts we enjoy. The crown of Kahuna being the point of connection between heaven and earth, that's where the blessings, all the Shefa comes into the world through the Avodah, the Beis Amikdash. We have the, the Keser of Malchus, right? the gift of the crown of Malchus, which is the privilege of being the vehicle for bringing covered of covered Shemaim into this world. So the tree, right? those are the fruits, those are the branches of the tree. That's what the, 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 the tree, tree produces. When the Beis Amikdash was destroyed, it was like the tree stopped producing the sweet fruit. And maybe even branches were cut down. But the source, the source of that tree, the root of that tree, is the Torah. The Torah could not be touched. Right? So when the, right, what we've lost, we've lost, it's like sometimes you have a perfectly good tree right, with good roots and good branches and everything, but maybe that winter there was a bad climate and the fruit didn't grow that winter. Or maybe some, something happened to the branches and the branches were broken off. But the root is always there. And when we lost, what we lost in the Beis Hamikdash, we lost the fruit, but we didn't lose the roots. The roots were always there. Chazal tell us, "Miyom shechor of Beis Hamikdash, Eino la Kodesh Baruchu eladalad amol shalavacha dovar." The day of the, from the day of the Beis Hamikdash, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the Gemara and Baruchah says, "What do we have? We have only dalad amol shalavacha, the four cubits, the four amos." of the halacha of Torah. It's the base Medrash. It's where we are today, where we are spending our time. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, which is a kind of substitute which can give us some of that which we have lost. HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu says, you've lost the Torah, you've lost the Malchus, you've lost the Kahuna, you've lost the Beis Hamikdash, but you still have the Torah because the Torah is the root. The Torah is something which wasn't uprooted, which can't be uprooted because the Torah is the existence of the world itself. So we can't have the true fruit, but we have the Torah. We can learn, the Chazal tell us, that if we learn the laws of the Ola offering, it's as if we offer the Ola. Because getting into the ideas and the concepts of the Torah connect us with those concepts even when we can't actually put those concepts into practice. We can do that for all the things. We can connect with the divine wisdom, which is the root. And through our learning, through our vigorous efforts, intellectually and spiritually, we can internalize into the depth of our hearts, of our souls, that source which produces the blessings. The fact that we can have these conceptualizations of the halacha, these idealizations, but we, even though we can't have the actual practice of them, but those are not less true and nor less real than the things that we have ourselves. So celebrating a seum in the nine days is not just a coincidence, as if it were, for instance, a bris or a pidyon aben. A person can make a bris or a pidyon aben during the nine days, you can also eat meat. I hope you came more to celebrate the seum than to eat the meat, but 
Right, we can, right, you can also eat meat at, 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 at other pseudos mitzvahs. But when we make the siyam, what we're celebrating is, uh, it speaks to the heart of the very nature of the korban. The korban was what we lost, but the way the Torah provides our, for us to cope with the korban. The Torah gives us the ability to survive the korban. Because the Torah says you may not have the fruit and the branches of the tree, but the root of the tree you always have, and if you focus and you connect yourself with that, with the Torah itself, so then you can continue to survive, and not only survive, you can continue to thrive. You can thrive in your avodah Hashem. Without, of course, when the Beis will be rebuilt, it will be incomparably better. I'm not saying that we can't, that it won't be something we'll have the fruit actually to eat with our mouth, we'll be able to, to experience the, the Shekhinah with us palpably. But today we can still access the sources of that, the concepts of that, and be connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu with that. There's one more Gemara. The Gemara Baruch Basra says another thing about the, the day, from the day that the Chorban was of the Beis HaMikdash. Miyom Shechor of Beis HaMikdash, from the day of the destruction, Prophecy was taken away from the prophets. Prophecy was not taken away from Chachomim, from the people who are Torah scholars. Astounding statement that there is a, a, a degree of prophecy which exists despite the fact that we don't have the Nevi'im walking around in our midst. But we have Chachamim and the Ramban, and that piece of Gemara says, "Afal pisha nitla nevuas anevuin anevim shehu hamar eva chazon." Right, the visions that the Nevi'im had, the, the visual prophecies, the ability to see things so clearly that the prophets said, "We don't have that." Nevuas hachachamim, but there is a nevuah which comes to Talmidei Chachomim, which comes to Torah scholars, which come to people who are involved in connecting themselves and through them the whole world to the source of Torah. Shehi Chachochma. There is a Nevuah which comes through Chachma. Lo Nitla, that wasn't taken away. Eliyodim Ha'emes. Talmidei Chachomim know the truth. Beruach HaKodesh HaBekirbo. Through the Ruach HaKodesh. Where did they get this Ruach HaKodesh? Because... The prophecy itself, the nevuah, is also like the fruit of the Torah. Right? It comes from the Torah. Right? So when there is Torah and when the world is operating the way it's supposed to be operating, so that the, the tree of Torah produces fruit, and that fruit is, is the nevuah, the actual prophecy. But we, when we don't have that, we can still go back to the root, involve ourselves in the Torah, which is never destroyed, which is always there, which is always available to us, to each and every Jew, connect ourselves with the Torah, and even reach a degree of clarity, a degree, a degree of perception about how Kosh is running the world, which rivals that of the Nevi'im, because we have a derech ha also to connect ourselves to the source, to connect ourselves to the concept, to, uh, to the Torah itself. So he works on that Kosh Baruch should help us that the Beis Hamikdash will be speedily rebuilt, that we will not have to mourn the destruction, and that we will have be able not only to learn the Torah and connect ourselves to the ideas of the Torah, to the ideas of the mitzvahs and the, uh, the korbanos and the nevuah, but actually experience them with our own lives, and the Hashem Baruch Hu should come and, and redeem us, be us, go out, Amen.